beautiful people and fellow winers, and welcome to another episode of A Little Something, the number two. Wineabouts with your hostesses, Siobhan Camille. Hello. And Ty A. Michelle. Sips, get real. <laughs> and we whine while we whine about life, relationships, culture, and so much more. It is this here fourth Wednesday, so this is for the culture. You know, this is for this one. This one's gonna focus on Black America. Sometimes the culture we do American culture in general. This one is for the, the Afro Americana. Um, we're gonna talk about health. This one um, is you know it's October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Save the Tata and and domestic violence awareness. Um, so we're gonna just focus on the breast cancer one really today. But we do want to say first and foremost, ladies, if you find yourself in a situation, gentlemen as well, get out, get help on the domestic violence thing. Don't go to jail unless you really have to. It's self-defense. <laughs> unless you really have to. Certain states don't recognize self-defense. Maryland doesn't. Well, then take them across to D.C. They do. Uh, New York does too, but Maryland It's does. a hop, skip, and a... My fucking hot skip. It's across the street. Yeah, if you down here by DC, if you in Frederick, it's a trek. I don't know. I don't know Pennsylvania and West Virginia's laws, but if you in Maryland, oh West Virginia, definitely. How about a wife beater? Definitely. I don't know if they y'all figure it out. Anyway, grab a glass of your favorite <laughs> red, white, or rose and join us on the couch. Hey y'all, hey. I'm not trying to promote balance, but I am one. You hit me, I hit you back. Period. And yeah, I might lose. But I'm going without a fight. And that's just who I am. Now, if you have got to the point where that is not your spirit and that is not your story, then yes, please go get some help. Like, leave. Get your bag, get the cash, and leave. Okay? Make proper plans of preparations. Do it safely. Take the children. Some people think differently. Take them with you. Uh, there are plenty of hotlines help. Uh, hotlines help serve uh, domestic violence help services in the whole nine yards. Um, if we find a few, we'll leave them in the description box for you. Um, if you're looking, domestic violence is a serious thing. Um, I think at some point we all have, not all, I don't want to say that. Most people have been in some type of verbal or physical abusive relationship, unfortunately. Um, so just get the help that you need. There are plenty of resources out there for that as you said. We'll fight back. Y'all say enough? That was a good one. I learned something. Me and my best friend, we got our um our fate, our uh best friend phrase from that movie. Um, because her and her best friend had theirs, and we were like, oh, that's hot. And so we kind of took that. So now we have our own little phrase from that movie. Um, so that was like one of my first trips to Baltimore. Like it was this whole thing, it's all memory for me. Um there was another movie. Uh oh, the one with the Nihilation and Michael Ely. I learned some stuff in that one too. I don't remember the name of it, 
Uh, but more talking about more chestnut was in it. He was the star. It wasn't fatal attraction. Hold up, <laughs> y'all know we now, gotta we, we don't now, get info because we gotta we gotta know now that. because we're here. Here we go. Um, uh, um, the perfect guy. Yes, the perfect guy. Because I saw that on TV like maybe last year, and I was like, oh. I appreciated the cop in that movie when he was like, come with me across the street. Let's get some coffee. And she was like, I'm sorry, sir. What? I'm telling you, my dude. He was like, I can't tell you this in a police station. Surrounded a police station or I can't advise you as a police officer. As a police officer. What I am going to say is here are the laws and legality. Take this and do with this what you will. Yes, as you see fit. <laughs> here are some of the options available to you. You make the informed decision that you make. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are movies. There are whole TV shows. I know Law and Order SVU has had a bunch about domestic violence as well. That's how you learn a whole bunch of stuff about the laws. At least Man. in New York. <laughs> at least in New York. At least in New York. And I'm from New York, so it helped me out. Um, I also learned, and I feel like I should advise, and I told a couple guys this, whether it be good or get bad, but they didn't know they seemed shocked. Ladies, be be weary that um the little eye drop, the silicone, the not silicone, um saline eye drop in alcohol is a roofie. Yes. yes. A lot of people don't know that. And it's not gonna be as detectable, especially if somebody's like walking around with dry dry eyes. You know what I mean? Like the commercial, like dry eyes is a thing. But those drops can become a rookie. I just feel like I should advise women of what to look for because we are talking domestic violence. And so that, while that is not the focus of this episode, as she said, it is very important content. So here you go. Um, yeah. Um, we all remember, you know, grit ball. You know what I'm saying? That if you if you don't like Madea, at least you you grit ball. Is also an option. We have options, y'all. There are I'm options. I'm just saying, there are options. <laughs> Do whatever is best and safest for you. Okay? <laughs> Ow. I'm sorry. I, I'm in pain right now. I've been working out, so my abs are, like, different. Okay, so, um, as we wrap up this month of uh, October, um, our pink wines that we have had. This has been a very pinky monthly. Um, we're going to jump right into the popping grapes experience. I know we went on a tangent for a minute. We'll probably do that a few more times in this episode, but you'll love it. And if you don't, just skip over to the next part and hopefully we don't go on another one. <laughs> um, so for my popping grapes experience today, I have a Castello del yep. Poggery. A Poggery is P-O-G-G-I-O. P-O-G-G-I-O. Poggio. Uh-oh, jam. Poggio. <laughs> Poggio. I was like, I can get what? <laughs> Castello del Poggio. Yes. It's Poggio. It's Poggio. I added some lettuce. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't dyslexia. I can't even blame that. That was because you ain't read. <laughs> um, I have that. It is from Italy, established in 1706. Um, it's a sweet rosé, and I am not drinking it because I have once again started my program and I am trying my best to only taste the wines during the wine out. So I will taste this then. And for those who don't know, our wine out is the last Saturday, which is this here, October 28th at 3 p.m. ish. So make sure y'all join us on YouTube or Instagram. Um, I have for my popping grapes, at Maison number nine, this is a 2021 rose wine product of France, apparently uh, co founded by Post Malone, the rapper. I didn't know who that was. I said, Congratulations! That's all I know of the song. I, I did not know who that was, though we are from the same city. <laughs> I'm also like a good 10 years older than him. So like, I really know. I mean, there's that part. And but I really want to this show. No lie. The bottle is beautiful. <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything else. Except I said, Ooh, it sounds fancy for those like Chanel number five. It sounds fancy. Maison number nine. And the bottle is beautiful, which I did learn is based on his favorite tarot card, which I think is the nine or two of swords. So, it's the sword image. It's just gorgeous and it's pretty. And that's why I bought it was because of the bottle. So judge me. And y'all know we good for images. Like if it looks cute, we'll buy it. It might taste disgusting, but the bottle is cute. So I'm gonna give y'all my honest opinion of the taste of it, but I just want to say I bought this because of the box. <laughs> and there you have it. So jumping right into this topic, because here's which but typically we will pour our glass. But I have no glass. I have this gallon of your water. <laughs> that I will be sipping on um, throughout the episode. Um, and I, I must say, I'm actually kind of proud of myself. I've been finishing this the last couple of days. So I'm like, yay. Excited about. So we, we wanted to talk about, ooh, ooh as a culture, um, just our health. I know we hear a lot of statistics a lot of time, and we know they're curved, sway to our numbers showing, reflecting to be larger than most um, for numerous of reasons. But regardless of, the fa- of that fact, we wanted to touch bases on, y'all, let's, let's, let's get ourselves together. Like, let's practice staying or becoming healthier individuals. <laughs> um, you all have heard both of us talk about our journeys to fitness. You've all heard both of us talk about our mental health and how that plays a part in things. You all have heard us rant and rave about our happy times, about things that aggravate us and things like that throughout the episodes. And all of those things we know can contribute can contribute to your health. So with that being said, we just want to make sure that we, let's, we talk about it a little bit about some of the statistics and why it's important for us to one do our own research um do our own research advocate for ourselves ask the questions and um and do if it's something that can be fixed taking the necessary steps to fix it because 
because that is something that I will say in our culture. We, the doctor will tell us, you are pre-diabetic. And I go, oh, okay. And did nothing. <laughs> didn't change what I ate. Didn't change, because in my eyes, I had just went through this program and I had already curved my diet. So I don't need to curve it no more. Bless, which is why I put the weight back on. So, and again, using me as an example is why I say us, because I know I am one of us, the us that do that. We will be told something like, hey, you have the flu, you need antibiotics, rest, you know, and, and you know, let your body in, you know, and take Motrin. We will go home. Before we go home, we will get chicken noodle soup, ginger ale, and some crackers. <laughs> Put some Vicks on our feet. <laughs> I have to take the shower and socks on, wrap up in pajamas, and say, we'll sweat this shit out. Yeah. Plenty. We are culturally disposed. <laughs> we are culturally predisposed, I think, to try to find more natural solutions. Because Which of a is general, not a bad thing. It's not. However, it's really bad. However, sometimes <laughs> yeah. that antibiotic might help you get over a little bit more faster. Yeah. So we usually don't pull statistics. And I did for this one because I trust health statistics more than I trust social statistics because they're definitely manipulated. Um, but health statistics tend to be a little more factual. So for Black women specifically, 34, this is, what, this is what's interesting. 34% of American population as a whole, the whole, does not trust doctors. And honestly, y'all, COVID didn't help that case. Let me oh tell goodness. you. Oh my God. COVID, we're not going, that's a wine. That could be a whole nother wine. Oh. Just in general, the whole COVID situation did not help people trust the medical industry at all. At all. Let's be here honest. Let's be ye here honest. If you had trust for it by the end of COVID, you ain't know. You did not you trust these people. It. <laughs> you was like, I'm going to take my chance. <laughs> you didn't trust these people. You did not. Nope. 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 So first I want to say, uh, and I'm going to tell y'all where I get this from, because what I hate is on social media, y'all know people will start throwing numbers and percentages out with no sources or you pulling stats from 10, seven years ago. Bruh, the numbers have changed since the stats you are, are citing. <laughs> They've been changed. You may not like the number that they changed to. You may not know the number, but you are grabbing the number that you heard somebody say. Please understand that telephone. Way back then. Way back then. When that first was stated, it was factual because that thing was stated in 2016. You still quoting it in 2023. It's not, it's, that's not the number. Almost in 2024. Like, let's, let's just call it that. (laughs) That's not the number anymore. You remember, I remember, sorry, this is on the side. We do digress. I remember when Nicki Minaj said when she first came out, yo, if you, whatever you done, if it wasn't, I don't care what you did five, six years ago. Like if it's not recent, it's not relevant. A lot of these stats y'all are quoting 
They're not relevant. They're not recent. What have you done for me lately? lately. Like, I need for us to lay, lay, thinking about you like that type. You know what I'm saying? Lay, lay, have <laughs> I told you? I'm... You know, when you hear that, that lately, that six months lately, <laughs> that you refer to in your mind when you hear that song, that lately is what we talk about. Okay. And what's crazy is y'all will talk about fashions being, that's so old, that's so last year, that's so, we don't do that anymore. But y'all pulling stats from from your grandmama's age. <laughs> you pulling stats from your mama's from your mama's heyday. But yo, you can't wear sneakers from six months ago. But you pulling stats from twelve years ago, baby. <laughs> baby, hold on. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it. Make it. So this here is from the Pew Research Group. The date on it is April seventh of twenty twenty two. Okay. Um, among Black women, 34% say their women's health concerns or symptoms were not taken seriously in interactions with doctors and other healthcare providers. Black adults at all family income levels are about equally likely to report having at least one of these experiences. So it's not, it's really not even about money. Like, I don't, no. money, I don't think money is, is, I don't think socioeconomics are valued the way that they should be when we talk about race and stuff everything is either black or white and it's not a rich black person's experience versus a middle class versus a poor someone impoverished different and we usually just classify as race but it is very telling that regardless of socioeconomic status and standing black women and black families do not feel hurt and i think that is part of why a lot of it is we do not go we either don't go to the doctor at all (laughs) Or we don't believe what you're saying. So it's like, I heard you with this chemical, and that's the other thing, with these pills and these chemicals, you're not listening to me and my pain, and I won't even get into pain, but for anybody who knows the basics of Black women in pain or Black people in pain when it comes to the medical industry and how it's overlooked because there's still the, still the belief in this year, 2023, that we are indeed super superhumans. We are not. We are not and do not feel pain, I don't think, we don't feel clearly, 34% do not feel they are hurt or feel that they are overlooked or what they're saying is not valid. And I know, I have definitely experienced that. And I definitely- I have experienced that too. I definitely have. Um, a lot of you heard me, myself, talk about my personal journey with endometriosis, adenomyosis, I might be saying that wrong, um, and PCOS. PCOS, I was told when I went to the hospital that I had it once the cyst actually ruptured and caused a whole bunch of issues. So that's when I found that out. Crazily enough, doctors said I probably had that before I had my son, but who would have known? But more directly to the case of endometriosis, I told my doctor, I think I have endometriosis. My doctor told me, oh no, you don't have that. I let her know my symptoms. She told me, oh no, it's fine. Well, because you have PCOS, we're gonna give you this birth control. I don't like taking pills. One, I don't, I'm not that responsible. <laughs> not responsible enough to take a pill every day. That's at least at that point in time. I don't want that. I don't need that. My husband and I at that point in time were trying to even think about maybe possibly considering extending the family. So and that was literally my words to her. I don't want that. And she was, oh, no, it's okay. So I took the pill. 
because they oh, it's supposed to relieve some pain. Took the pills to the point where I couldn't get the prescription no more until I was going back to the doctor. Like, it was like two years. When I finally went back to the doctor, I literally went in with the disposition and attitude of, I'm just here to get a refill because at that point, I didn't have the symptoms that I was having. So yes, the doctor listened to my symptoms and gave me something that helped that. And I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. But I had to go back. I didn't feel like going back. And because I didn't feel heard or listened to or like truly heard at that initial appointment, I didn't want to go to the follow-up. So I understand that. However, and this is why I say we have to learn to advocate for ourselves in these situations. When I, well, even with the disposition that I had, the doctor that I had at that point, the doctor that I currently have now, she literally, and I tell anybody, this was a godsend because I was like, oh yeah, I'm just here to get do this exam and get my refill. And she was like, okay, well tell me what you're experiencing. And I was like, no, I don't want to tell you anything. It's all in my record. It's still, it was still, some symptoms were still the same, but the pills help. Just give me the pills. And she was like, okay, well, we can, that's fine. We'll, we'll refill that, but let's talk. She literally forced me to tell her, because that's how tight-lipped. I had been going through all of this for eight, nine years before I got married. So I didn't want to hear this. I didn't want to talk. And I understand how frustrated we get when we don't want to talk. We don't want to say this again. Nobody's listening to us anyway. Who cares? Why should I go? I get it. But there may just be that one. And I'm a testament to that. That will take the time to listen. And from that, my sister will tell you, I was damn, my husband will tell you, we were damn, we were so speechless as to the other options that were available to me that will help some of my symptoms. Um, now, granted, she did do the birth control again because that was something that really helped. But there were other things. There were therapies that I went through. There were other appointments, other things that she went and had me go to. Granted, yes, do I understand time off work is a thing? Yes. But figure it out, y'all. Because think about it. Yeah, that job is going to keep going with or without you. And there is only one you. And nobody can replace you and your family. So. Take the time to get you together. And that's what I learned in that experience. I'm not going to hog the, the episode with just with that. But I just want for those, I just want you all, I just want to share that so that you understand. We have been there. We understand the feeling, but we also know what learning to say it again, learning to speak out loud learning to speak up even when you truly honestly don't want to you just want to do the bare minimum just to get by and keep going on with your life you know what god you can heal me and that's that i get it and i'm wait for that miracle when god can literally be like but this doctor is who i'm sending and that's the thing i was gonna say to that is do not be afraid to get a second opinion or third or fourth. <laughs> or third. Like, truly, a lot, at the end of the day, your insurance is paying for this, or you paying out of pocket, whichever one is money out your pocket, whether it's a copay or the whole thing. And they get paid off of your insurance. You are the commodity, quite honestly. And if there's one doctor where people keep going to them one time, 
and they don't ever return, hospitals, clinics, whatever, are going to have to take a look at that doctor and say, what, what's going on? Because it's also a business. The health industry is a business and they will lose that good old money. And let's be honest, slightly more than your health, if not more than your health. That's what they care about. <laughs> so speak with your wallet. Like we know how to do that from the days of the bus boycotts in Montgomery. We speak with your wallet. All of these cancel them, black them out. We don't black, you know, Fridays, Tuesdays, Mondays. We don't shop. Do the same thing with your insurance and where you choose to go because as she said, it's your health, it's your body. You have to be the advocate for you. We have definitely both experienced doctors not listening. I have been fortunate. I have been fortunate that that has not been my experience. But I feel because of stories like hers, because of stories like my mother's, um, I, I am very weary because these are people who are close to me. You know what I mean? Like because of my best friend who almost died because of a doctor's neglect. I don't, I personally though it has not happened to me. I, I have to look and be like, am I the exception or am I the rule? Because if I'm looking around me, everybody else has serious, you know, and I personally do not have a primary care provider or PCP because I don't trust them. After COVID and all of that, I don't, I don't trust them. I have one y'all, I go to one doctor and that is my gynecologist and that is me. Oh, me too. And I trust him. Yes, my gynecologist is a man and he's great. I trust him and I trust him because since day one, he took the time to sit and explain things to me. Mind you, half the stuff he explained to me, I already knew because I am a researcher. If you don't know me, at the round, I am a research queen. I will be, hold on. That don't look right. Let me check these numbers. Oh, this is what, what is, I literally have a list y'all that I have sent to my sisters over various ages of oil and the vitamins in those oils, what they do for your hair, what they do for your body, what they do for your skin. If you put this on, you talking almond or sweet almond. Let me tell you the difference. Are you talking about aloe vera, the gel? Or you talking about aloe if they put it in a cream form? Okay, let me tell you what the difference is. Okay, so this, you want a vitamin E. If you want vitamin E, but you don't want pure, it's this. Are you allergic to coconut oil? Let me tell you, get a babasu because that's the cousin of a coconut. I am that person. <laughs> So half the stuff he told me, I already knew, but the fact that he was taking the time, I appreciate it. The other thing I appreciate about my doctor is he listens to what I want. And if I understand that there are also times where medically what we want and what's good for our health may not be the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it is important to have someone who is listening, who can have that dialogue, that exchange of it is your body. And so you ultimately have the choice and decision. But my advice to you would be this. This is why. And that's the other thing, explaining of why. Y'all, on a personal note and level, I've had an obscene amount of IUDs, okay? Which is obscene, obscene. Um, to the point my doctor, my doctor, my kind of was like, we back again? We, do, we doing this again? You want to do this again? Are you sure you want to do this again? I want to do this again. I remember I couldn't get, I could no longer get the IUD of my choice at my current doctor because his he went switch practices and now it's like a Catholic run thing and they won't let you get a certain type. So I had to go to Planned Parenthood. This is why I'm not going to be anti-Planned Parenthood, y'all, because they gave me the IUD I needed. But I had to go through them getting an approval from the manager because when they were trying to explain to me IUDs, I was like, listen, this is like IUD number 11, y'all, I've been here. And they were like, are you sure you want one? Like, but people have... Uh, yeah. 
to me. Yeah, this is what I want because I don't want hormonal birth control pills. I'm not that responsible, just like my sister. I don't want to do that. So grab my pills now and then I'll be like, my point of all of that is to say, yes, I have experienced it too. We have both experienced that. I have not experienced it personally, but I still have that distrust. It is a matter of, I'm emphasizing that, yes, you need to advocate for yourself. Um, and the big reason is your literal health is on the line. So again, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and pull stats on that. The crazy part is black women are the most likely to die from breast cancer. Now, mind you, we also tend to get the most aggressive forms when we get them, but we are not the most likely to get it. Like it, it's a funny thing. And now we, I was surprised. We were surprised. At yeah, least. we were. Yeah, but, we're not like, we're not the most likely to get it, but when we get it, we get it. It's one of them things like, when we get it, we need to attack it as soon as early detection is a must because we do tend to get the ones that be like real feisty with us. But I think that's because we're strong and the weak ones, they won't make it. So the strong, they got to, if they come in, they got to come hard. So this is from the Susan G. Coleman website. We will put the links in the description for those who want to educate themselves on this. Um, breast cancer incidents in U.S. women by race and ethnicity. From 2016 to 2020, okay. Um, the number of new breast cancer cases, case, the breast cancer cases per 100,000 women, white women had 100 and about 160, 136. Black women were then 128. Um, American Indian and and Alaskan natives were 107. Uh, Asian and Pacific Islander were 106, and then Hispanic were 98. That's the case of most incidents in that it pops up. Now, the thing with that, though, is Black women still, and this is from the American Cancer Society, this one here, Black women still have a 4% lower incidence rate, which is what we just talked about, of breast cancer than white women. You know, they always compare us to white women. It gets annoying and it's droll, but it is what it is. Um, but a 40% higher breast cancer death rate. Um, we are at, for death, Rate per 100,000, 27.6. After us would be the American Indian and Alaska Native population at 20.5. And then the white population at 19.7. Part of that is, again, what we get tends to be the more aggressive forms. Um, but it's also a matter if we don't trust doctors, so we don't go and get tested until we're in like stage threes now. Like, and it's going to be rougher to do that. The thing from about that also, this is a little outdated, but I couldn't find anything more recent. This is also off the Susan G. Coleman website. Black women tend to be diagnosed with breast cancer at a younger age. Um, from 2014 to 2018, that's the most recent data available. The median age um, at breast cancer diagnosis for Black women was 60 compared to 64 for white women. Um, and again, as we get, <laughs> and as we get older, you know, we gone because it kills us. So they tend to have higher numbers as older because they have survived or lived longer through it. Um, it's important to know these things to make an informed decision and go earlier. I think a lot of the other part, which is causing a lot of Black women to have these things is because a lot of socioeconomically, a lot of Black women are in poverty and the food that you that's available to you is trash. American food is not really great in general. Anybody who's ever traveled outside of this here country and had like a fresh 
fresh food and fruit in the morning, even at a resort, whether you in Punta Cana or you in Aruba or wherever. Very, like the eggs taste different. Yeah, yeah. Most of the stuff, when you come back to the U.S., you realize how processed it is and it's not good for you. And then throw on McDonald's and all these other high fructose corn syrup, preservative having things, all of the chemicals they put in the food, the animals, all the stuff, they chemicals they spray fruits and vegetables with. Just American food is not great for you health-wise, period. And so, but it gets worse the poorer you get. And a lot of Black women tend to be in poverty. It also is a matter of lifestyle because a lot of us are not eating right. We're not eating healthy. I can't speak to it because there are conflicting things, but even as far as like perms and relaxers and what that is doing as it seeps into your skin, there are other chemicals that we are ingesting. That's not including those who smoke, whatever it is you happen to smoke. All of the, all of the things impact your health. Everything. Everything affects your body. Um, and I know you have most people like, well, that's why I go the natural way. And there is nothing wrong with that. To a certain extent, as I stated, I am one who, if you can handle this naturally, cool, great. But if you can't, you might need some help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that, again, as a belief of mine, like, I'm never one to finish my medicine. Mm-hmm. Never. And they're like, oh, you take this for 14 days. You got me for a good seven. <laughs> no, realistically, because one, I don't, again, I don't like taking all that extra stuff because again, all that stuff, I we know, y'all ain't right. <laughs> we know y'all ain't right. So if you're telling me you take this for 14 and I started feeling better by day five, you'll get me for two more days. Just to make sure, just to make sure. But then also I do believe that, like they say, when they give you your things, your body then creates what? Antibiotic. It still lets your body do its job. So I don't feel that I necessarily need 14 days. And again, I am not saying that I am right. (laughs) Okay. This is our opinion, our experiences. This is just what I do. It's you what we to do it, fine. But do not say Michelle told me to. No, I didn't. I'm telling you what I do. Okay? <laughs> Let me put that out there right now. But that's my logic. That's the way that I... That's my medium because I have one parent who was definitely, okay, what the doctor said, do what the doctor says, X, Y, and Z. But that parent also had a lot of health issues growing up. I have another parent, straight country, Hot, like straight country. So they didn't always agree. So for me, this was a medium. And the medium tends to work for me for the most part. Um, also, again, this might not be the best practice either. I'll save it <laughs> until the expiration date. Like if the expiration date is like a year from now, first of all, that's questionable. Why is this medicine lasting a year? But okay, the medicine is a year from now. If I feel like an itchy throat <laughs> later on, I had let's say I, example. If I if I had strep throat, 
I didn't take all my medicine. About, they said 15 days. I did 10. I still got about five, 10 pills left. Let's say the next winter, I get a little itchy. Guess what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that's early. Because that's going to knock that out real good. My mentality, not necessarily mean it's right. I'm not a physician. So I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just telling you what it works for me. <laughs> and that's the thing of it with anything and everything. You have to do what works for you. You really have to do what works for you. And in health, relationships, just life in general, you have to do what works for you. I, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you part of why I don't trust doctors. Um, and it's to the point of do what works for you. I had to get surgery some years ago. I'm not going to say the hospital, but it's a, it's a prominent one in Baltimore that's got a lot of questionable history with it anyway. I had to go get a surgery. My best friend was there. Great. I was ready to check out. She said, well, you got to go fill this prescription for oxycodone. Why? I don't, I don't want that. But I, I don't want that. I, I No, I don't want this. And she was like, they won't let you leave unless you fill the prescription. F that. Yes, they will. I'm out. No, they really won't. They really were like, oh, no, you have to fill this prescription. Why do I have to fill the prescription? I don't want it. I'm not going to pay. But no, you have to fill it. The Oxy Cup, fine. I sent her to go get it because I'm getting my stuff ready and my whatever. We go fill this thing. I get home. I flush it. I did not want that. I went to the store and I got me some Motrin because all up until that point, whenever I had a problem, I was in pain. Motrin did that. Okay, I tried Advil. I tried Tylenol. I tried Motrin. And Motrin was going to work. We, we were going to stick with that. The reason I was like red flag is because all up and through this hospital as well is a bunch of therapies and practices and um, holding addiction help desks and clinics. So you create the, sorry y'all, it's this thing. Okay, I got it. It's a fruit fly, Post Malone, I don't know what y'all doing, but this, I guess, rose wine is attracting these fruit flies. Um, there's Y'all create the problem to then have the cure. That's that sucks to me, as they say. I don't trust you. I don't, I don't trust you at all. I don't trust you. You anybody who creates the problem and then complains about it, I don't trust them. You create the problem and then you suddenly have this miracle solution. I don't trust you. I did not want your oxy- I did not want the oxycodone. And the fact that you're forcing it on me is a big red flag to me. Like, if this were a relationship and this was our date, this was our first date, and I'm sitting across from you, there will be no date. There's not going to be a second. There's not going to be a second. There's not going to be a second. I told you I don't drink tequila because I don't like what it does, and you won't let me get up from the, the table without drinking or taking a shot. I don't trust you. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's not going to be, this isn't going to be a second round. Um, and that's really, truly how I feel in large parts to that hospital. Now, the staff was great, though. But I don't trust your institution. Because that's that's shady and question that's shady to me. It's not a question. That's shady and just a problem. Um, that's that's been my experience of why I don't trust. But it's not really doctors, it's institutions. So again, I don't trust the health field as a whole. But I've been fortunate to have good doctors. Mm-hmm. Um but to the point of you have to do what works for you. They forced these pills in my hand. They could not force them down my throat. Exactly. And I remember when I went to my, I remember I went to my follow-up and it was an intern. He was cute too. And he was like, um, you know, how's this going? Whatever. 
asked me about the Oxy. I said, oh, I didn't think that. He was like, so what did, he was like, wow, you that, you that strong? I was like, mm, I really don't do pain well. Well, what did you take? I took Motrin. That's it? I was like, yep, that was it. And he was like, wow. Now, the downside to that, or the other side of that, I think is part of why people think that Black women, since that was, we're talking about, but Black people in general are superhuman. It's not that I'm a superhuman. I just don't trust you. So I was in pain. For so I'm going to do what I know before you give me something that I, that I know for a fact has other side effects that I don't want to be a part of. I it's know this about, over here is a safer choice. It's not that I wasn't, and it's a matter I need us to understand. It's not that we don't feel pain. It's that we're willing to, it's the willingness to endure based on, and I mean, that's what our parents did right during civil rights. It's the willingness to endure for the greater good, whether that's your personal health or the community at large, it's the willingness to endure for, because you see the promised land or because you like, I really don't want this. Like, mm -hmm. I, I really do not want a codeine addiction. So if that means that for three days- Or possibility, so- Or possibility. So if that means for three days, I'm gonna be real uncomfortable that's three days out of my life, but guess what? My life is years. So I can take these three days of, oh my God, popping Motrin to just decide it because I don't want to be, because the other part of that, pain is a natural alert system and you need it. I, I don't want to doll that. I don't necessarily want to doll that at all. You know, when I say it hurt, I need you to understand it hurt. That's why I don't like the phase phrase. People be like, oh, man, that, first of all, I'm a woman. All, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. That's one. Two, if I'm expressing it, then it hurts me enough for me to say something. I'm a woman, but I ain't no punk either. To a certain extent, I'm a punk. No, I tell you, I'm a punk for pain. Like, I don't, I don't do a lot of pain. However, I do know what it is to push through pain. But there's a certain level and a certain point where I go, okay, I ain't pushing through this. This, this that, this, yep, we went, it wins. We got to fix this. Something else has to be done. So let's get that and understand that. Case in point, you don't want to be fat. Me, not, not everybody. I'm not talking to y'all. This is not me body shaming, so shut up. I don't want to be fat. I don't want 200 pounds. So now you got to go through the pain of not being able to laugh because you did crushes. And got Billis the last two days. Okay? But I would rather do that than to go, at least for the time being, go get a surgery. Well, now I got all this shit hanging out. Uh, or all of the know that. Or even, or even all of the risks that come with it. Or even all of the risks that come with a surgery anyway. Because there's recovery time. You could die under the knife. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. It's a matter of a lot of us weigh pros and cons. And that's a lot of what life just is in general, right? Like we weigh, we weigh the possibility of, if I take this pill, whoo, what's going to come out? Do I want to take that risk and the side effects and all of that stuff? No. Because hey, I know what Motrin going to do. Period. I'm going to go to bed. Now, wake up in the morning. You know, and it's sad to say that, you know, there are some doctors that won't listen to you. Case in point, I had a doctor. I was in, in the doctor's office, in the hospital. I told the lady, you know, the little thing, they put an IV to, like, clear mm -hmm. the IV. 
I am very sensitive to that. So I can literally feel it in my nose. I taste it. Ugh. It makes me dizzy. It makes me drowsy. And the lady's like, you okay? I'm like, that always gets me. And she was like, nobody feels that I feel that. I'm going to tell you that. So that's that. So don't don't say nobody because I am somebody. Hello, Romans eight declares unto me that I am a child of God. I am an heir. Okay, I'm not even go there, but I am somebody. Okay, so don't say nobody. That's one. Two. Yes, I feel that. Then they tried to give me. They said, "Oh, well, you can take this purpose." I said, "No, I can't." Yeah, you can't. I said, "No, I can't. I can't take that." Oh, well, are you allergic? No, I know what that does to me. I cannot take that. If I the lady gave it to me when I say I was the most loopiest I had ever been. Like I was shaking you with a thought. I, I was some type of an addict. She was like, are you, are you sure you're not allergic to this? I said, I'm not. I don't take medicine. I, it takes nothing for like those stronger prescriptions. I will be loopy for weeks. You cannot give me that. She literally had to cut the Percocet into like thirds because I had to take it because of the severity of the bacteria infection from the cyst. So I had to take something strong, but they couldn't give it to me in even the smallest dosages that they had. They had to go back and customize my dosage because otherwise I was going to be running around the damn hallway like I had to the ecstasy people. And because of that, that has also made me self-conscious about trying any other drugs <laughs> for recreation. <laughs> okay? So, but this is also part of me knowing me. Me knowing what I can take. I need for us as a community to understand what we can take, what we can't take, what we will take and what we won't, and to speak loud and proud of it. And it's okay. You're not the only one. Don't let somebody tell you that nobody feels it or nobody does this. That's not true. When they tell you that, they are going off the average. And honestly, the average, because of the people that they have that are willing to do these trials and all of that, tend to be Caucasian. They are, and I'm not one for racial superiority nor inferiority. I do not believe in that, but I do acknowledge differences. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, long hair is better than short hair. I'm just going to acknowledge that there are people with long hair and there are people with short hair. I'm not going to say, oh, a, a 4C curl is better than a 3C curl. I'm just going to acknowledge there are two different curls. And it just needs to be that. Two different curls that take two different That take and require two different things. I'm going to acknowledge that there are Caucasians and there are people of melanin, higher melanin, higher eumelanin. Because that's a specific kind, because there's a bunch of different types, two different types of melanin, and that's another thing. But I will acknowledge that because then that means in the sun, my require it changes requirements. That does not mean hierarchically better or worse. To that point, a lot of the stuff that people are going, oh, that's not common, that's not common, that's not common. They really don't know what's common with black people because we don't volunteer. We don't volunteer for stuff like that because we know the history. We know the history. So we don't volunteer. And so they really don't have enough of us to go off of and say what an average is. And the truth of the matter is every single black person I've ever talked to about something medical has been at one point in the minority of this doesn't happen. 
has been one of those cases in something, in something, something, in something, in something, in something, myself included, in something. Whether it's a reaction to a medicine, whether it's what you get. Y'all have seen the man on the couch. This man, when he was younger, has had a he has had a chicken pox twice and rubella. Who gets rubella? Like my grandmother had an intestinal issue. Why that the husband had the shingles. And he was her friend had shingles. And her grandmother had shingles. Twenties? Maybe oh. I think. Yeah. No, my best friend had shingles in her twenties. That's why I'm like, what? Yeah, my best friend had shingles in her twenties. Her grandmother had it as well. I know my mother had a stroke in her in her college years, which is why when people kept trying to throw me on birth control for various things, I was like, no, I'm high risk for stroke on both sides. And I remember a doctor telling me, I mean, but you're young because I was in college and I told her my mother had a stroke at my age. Do they know why? They don't know why. That's rare. It was rare when it happened to her. It's still rare now. I'm aware of that. But because that is my family history and DNA, I'm not going to take that choice. I'm not going to take that chance. Um, I did end up taking birth control for like, I took two pills. And I had migraines anytime I had a headache for two years. And I've had doctors telling me there's no correlation. You can't prove that. I feel like it was the same way my body rejects IUD on a regular. It just, it is. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. I don't know what you want me to tell y'all. The same way I had, um, first of all, I had a cyst in my ear. You know how rare that is in general? Mm-hmm. Then the medication, I had a yeast infection in my ear from the medication to the point where the doctor had to call in this elderly Power to black women because it was a black female doctor he had to call in because he was like, I've never seen this. Hold on. She came over, she looked at me, she looked at my ear, then looked at me and was like, Are you experiencing itching anywhere? I thought I do not have a, a, a vaginal yeast infection if that's what you're asking me now. And she was like, Oh, well, no, but yes, that's that's what that is. And I was like, What's what what is? He was like, You have yeast infection. She was like, You have yeast infection in your ear. What? He looked it up. He had to look up the symptoms because what I also learned in that moment. Teachable learning learning moments. So for those who, who are listening, drug companies have to report to doctors all of the potential side effects and all of the percentages. When they are telling you on TV what this pill does and doesn't do, they only have to report death, if death is at all a possibility, even rare. And they have to tell you the highest rate, the most likely. They didn't have to uh, advise about the the yeast infection potential in my ear because it happens to like 7% of people. I fell in that 7%. But he was looking like, yeah, that is one of the, before he called the woman and he was like, yeah, that is one of the side effects. This is crazy. Let me just confirm. I've had that. I've had an ulcer in my eye. Who knew that could happen? Like we, you may have something rare. And for that, you need to advocate for yourself and speak up as she said, and say, even if a doctor's like, you can't possibly be having, you can't tell me that nobody has ever had this. And even if nobody has, and I'm the first and only, well, well, we're here now. (laughs) Period. So, (laughs) to wrap this up, we are saying your health is important. Advocate for yourself. Hopefully you've heard one of our many of stories in this episode and it has given you some type of confidence or ability to sit up a little bit higher um and ask those questions at at your next doctor's appointment or make your next doctor's appointment um speaking to myself and i got my gm 
I gotta make my, my primary, it just be different. Um, <laughs> it's been two years. I don't even have one of them, but. That lady told me, I, I don't, she, she's supposed to be, but I went to her that once and I ain't been back, but I've been to Gano. No, I will never, and that's, that's where I will go. So, um, yeah, they, it, hopefully it helps you to make that decision to go to your doctor. We are not against medicine at all. We're just telling you to be wise about it. Think about it. Um, think about your decisions. You know, read up, research it. Don't look at WMD because no matter what they tell you, you're going to die. Okay? And you are. Eventually. You are. You are. Eventually. We all are. But <laughs> it most likely won't be from that. Most likely, not always, but most likely. So WebMD, let's let's stay off that one. But let's try to do some other research that gets us around WebMD. Um, ask questions, get a second and a third opinion. And if you think about something now, write it down. And when you go to your doctor, put it in your phone. When you go to your doctor, pull it out. Ask those questions because it may be something that you're experiencing now that you might not be experiencing later on or something that happens on and off. And you may think it's nothing, but it may be, what is it, a prerequisite for something else. But you don't remember it because it it doesn't bother you all the time. Those things are things to take note of, things things that are important. We're not telling you to nitpick, but I am telling you to be particular and to understand what feels normal to you? What doesn't? Um, and hopefully, you can understand that part. Any last words, Shavon? No, y'all. Just be healthy and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on that note, oh, hell. <laughs> this is not going to sound good at all. <laughs> mm. I would do it, but y'all claim y'all can't hear mine. So, you know. No. I think the, the DB, the decibels are too high, low, or something. I don't know. Nope. I was about to say, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> it's okay, y'all. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> so, Siobhan, um, for our cheers to that wine review, let us know your final thoughts on your um, Maison 9. So again, this is a 2021 rosé wine by Maison 9 out of France. Um, it is 12.5 ABV. And it's dry. That's what hit me. It's dry. Um, it's not bad. I definitely feel a buzz. To be fair, y'all have had a headache though. So I I don't I don't know. There's also that. Um I really, really like the bottle. I really can't speak to the taste because I don't, I don't know. Like it was okay. I'm not a big rose fan. It's definitely a drier one. I could see this. I also don't think it was necessary. Although it's been in a refrigerator a long time, I'm not sure if it was chilled enough. Um, it was better chilled than the warmer, the more room temperature it got. Uh it's lighter on the palate, but it's got not a bubble, but a fizz. Like it, it, it's definitely like it's it. Like it doesn't get down. It's it's high. 
Um, okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It doesn't really. It has like a. I don't know if that's a close smell. I don't know. I'm not good with those type of smells. Um, the smell to me was just mm, like it wasn't one of those where you get the aromas and you go, ooh. Wasn't one of those. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, it's a rose. Okay, it's a rose. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all right. It's not something. How do I put it? I would think this as a table wine. Like <laughs> one of those things where you sit on the table. You know how like your grandmother had the candy the candy dish. It's a table wine in that it sits there. Somebody will come and drink it, and it won't be like, oh, this is disgusting, but they won't be like, it's great. It'll sit long enough until it's gone. Um, I don't think if I had a party knowing the people I know that this would be the rush to. Uh, but it's it's okay. I guess the sword makes sense because it's real, it's real sad. Like, it's, it's bitter. It's there. Um, I'm going to give it a two. Okay. It's not something that I would necessarily get again, but again, if it was on somebody's table, I'd be like, oh, okay. I think this would be good or better with like a fruit in it. Mm. Like if you put like a strawberry type of... If you put a strawberry, I know you can't, but if you, other people put a strawberry... I put it in liquor and drink it. That's how I know it's the stuff that grow it in. If I can drink, I can eat them dry. I can eat dried fruit, like raisins and all like all of that. I, I can do it. I well, not dried though, but if you got like a nice big plump strawberry and you set it in your glass and you pour this on top. Yeah, the alcohol will kill all that. Okay. Well, if you do that, it would be good. I think you need a fruit with this. This would go well with fruit. I will say this. It's a light enough that the fruit weight is going to be what you taste and it's going to help it. Um and I think depending on the fruit you have, like I would lean to strawberry for the sweetness because to me it's a little dry. It's a little too dry. Maybe a peach. Maybe a peach if you're into peaches. Just like if you cut like a one or two slices of a peach and put it mm-hmm. in the bottom of the glass. Um, maybe even an apple, but an apple is going to bring out the citrus bitterness because there is, even though the apple is sweet, that crisp of the apple. Um, and orange is definitely you're going to get all of the citrus bitter out of this thing so whatever I, but I would recommend this if I would recommend it with fruit a berry maybe a berry would be better or a, or something in the peach family like an apricot might be nice. apricot plum yeah that something orange. in the soft, the soft round fruit <laughs> got it Okay, well, that's good to know. I can't wait to waste. I can't wait to taste. That's what I was trying to say. I can't wait to taste it um, on the 28th. Um, so be sure you all join us live on YouTube at Instagram at a little something, the number two, wine about, or ALSW2WA. I don't know why I had a brain freeze. I was like, what's going on? Um, Be sure to join us right here each and every Wednesday for more laughs, more fun, and of course, more wines. Like, share, comment, tell a friend, start a discussion, debate, argument, whatever, from a topic. Um, And let us know what you're thinking below. Uh, If you have a recommendation for a better rosé or a rosé in general, you can put that in the comments as well. We're always up for recommendations. And last but not least, Remember, as always, there's nothing wrong with a little one or a lot. lot.
Toodles, y'all.